Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, let's get into this week's episode of what is spiritual oneness and how does it differ from wholeness? So there's a lot of talk about both of these words in the spiritual community, especially the meditation community. Anyone that's discussing inner child work, spiritual awakening, soul searching, dark night of the soul, kundalini awakenings, etc. But there's a little bit of confusion about it and I want to clear some things up. First, spiritual wholeness is your birthright. That has been used interchangeably with oneness, but you will see the nuance difference soon and why it is so important that we seek wholeness instead of oneness. It's the difference with this new paradigm around individuality and authenticity. So deep down, we all know that wholeness is our birthright, right? Some people, like I said, have interchanged it with oneness. I know this, you know this, we all know this. Something about it just resonates really deeply in your bones when you say wholeness. When I think about oneness and when I was first on my journey, I wanted to return to a oneness like a singularity, which is true. However, recently it has become very clear that there is a very big difference between the experience of oneness versus the experience of wholeness. It's not necessarily about it being reserved for the spiritually advanced. It's truly about a flash of of an experience that we have internally with how we relate to ourselves and the access that we have to ourselves. Experiencing oneness can come spontaneously or after years of vigorous spiritual practice. I know this also from experience. There doesn't seem to be a consistent objective pattern around it. It really just is a flash of such deep presence that you feel connected to everything. So in that connection through unity, through oneness is a wholeness type of feeling. You can also interchange completion feeling utterly complete. So when you are in oneness, you feel this deep connection. When you are in deep completion or wholeness, you feel internally complete and therefore part of a greater whole, as in wholeness. Completion can be felt by anyone at any time. There's no secret or elite club, no matter what age, gender, race, background, intellect, or level of spiritual development you have. Your access to who you are is through unity, is through oneness. Oneness is essentially everybody's destination. The caveat to this, it's kind of like when I push you guys into the zero point, which is access to the all that is. That zero point, that oneness, it's literally one, okay? One and then zero as in binary code. When I push you into the zero point, that zero point is access to the eternal now. 
So the eternal now is where you truly feel complete because you don't need anything. So you have a one and then you have a zero, basically. A oneness into the zero point, into completion, into the all that is, into access to infinity. I know this is getting a little meta, but just follow the bouncing ball. It'll make sense later. And I'll give you very practical tools to how to start feeling deeper connections to things. So first things first, what is oneness? Oneness is an experience that transcends the mind. When we experience oneness, we feel a connection with everything in existence on every level. We feel at one with things. This has been called all kinds of fun things like non-dual awareness, unity, Buddha nature, Christ consciousness, and enlightenment. Essentially, it is a deep feeling of at one with all things. Why is it so hard to experience oneness? Put simply, the reason why it's so difficult and rare for us to experience oneness is that our minds won't let us. We think the mind is so real. It has such a control. It has control over, well, perceived control over how we perceive our realities. While our minds help us to plan, imagine, create, and structure, and logically understand life, they also simultaneously fragment existence. When life is broken down into thoughts, concepts, ideas, and beliefs, we cannot directly experience the oneness of everything. We are too bogged down in the day-to-day details and the lists of our lives to stop, take a breath, and feel connected to oneness. So as a result, we perceive life through a broken lens and a very dense layer of reality until we kind of take off those glasses in a way, those distorted glasses, those distorted, those distorted filters. We will continue to see ourselves as isolated and separate from the all that is, from oneness. Essentially, we've forgotten. And the powers at B, and I say that in quotes, the elite nature of this reality is the fact that this has been perfectly orchestrated as a school of learning to be so deceptively real that you think the illusion is real and therefore that you are just a solid single existing creature that doesn't live infinitely, that you're not indestructible consciousness having a limited human experience and that you cannot have power over your own constitution your body, your thought, your perception, et cetera. The illusion is so real. We perceive it to be real, that we have forgotten how powerful we are and we have forgotten how to connect, that we are all connected. So if I put up a new possibility into the field of consciousness of oneness, someone else has that opportunity too. We saw this with the four-minute mile. We saw this with Simone Biles doing a quadruple whatever she was doing. You're seeing this more and more and more. And in conferences too, where they're looking to have big energetic shifts, if someone just believes that it's possible, everybody else now has that possibility available to them. That's really what oneness is. The idea that we're all connected and that feeling of us being connected to the all that is and everyone around us. Because our minds are so dominant, we get bifurcated. We get fragmented into binary existence into polarity, good, bad, black, white. We split life into opposites, which is also by design because we have to experience polarity in order to experience unity and neutrality. It's kind of the way that it is. The problem is we stay way too much 
in the pendulum swing. And so life is just a huge undulating roller coaster. Instead of it being like a slow, chill wave and you know how to ride on top of it, get on top of those waves and utilize things that are crunchy times, let's say, like when you're in spiritual detox or when things are really heavy, you know that that it's fleeting and you surrender into the process and you use that to catalyze you into the next layer. When we start to perceive ourselves in a fragmented way, we feel flawed. This is when lack comes in. We don't feel as authentic. This is where people feel fake, a feeling of overall dilution, right? Just a diluted essence of somebody and a general emptiness. This is how I think awakening really starts for a lot of people. They, they hit an emotional bottom. They are in a frustrated way where they know that there's more. And I think that more happens at various stages along the way. You kind of like, oh, okay, I've, I've come to this level. Now what? Now where can I go? In the very beginning, that feeling of emptiness and that feeling of really not being seen, you know how you feel about yourself on the inside, or you have a way that you experience yourself. And that is not being reciprocated back to you in your reality. That gap is an inversion. It's not singular. Your feedback loop is in a constant state of perpetuating and propelling the separation and the distortion patterns that you feel about yourself. So if you don't feel good enough about yourself and you haven't caught that pattern, that feedback loop is going to continue to manifest situations, right? Create simulations for you to experience that is going to validate that program until you become aware of it and do something about it. So is oneness and enlightenment the same thing? Um, Sure. Right? I think enlightenment gets thrown around a lot. It's really semantics at this point. Enlightenment just means to illuminate things that are that have been veiled from you, that have been in shadow. So you can have an enlightening conversation because a totally different perspective has been presented to an otherwise binary topic that you thought that you had a pretty clear understanding of, but a totally different perspective comes in and it kind of blows your whole reference point around a topic. And it was very enlightening. So to me, enlightenment is very fleeting. It's an illumination process of your ideas. Oneness is, yes, you see all of those ideas, but you're not necessarily letting it change you or you're not being deeply digging in your heels about your idea and trying to convince others to see things your way, just in practical application. A lot of the times along the spiritual journey, you'll meet people who really are like looking. They're like, tell you, when will I reach the zero point? When will I reach oneness? They want a destination because I had the same questions. And I had a lot of ego that was running the filters because I felt like I was really running out of time. I had a lot to do in the world. I was running out of time. I didn't have time to sit there and meditate and like reflect I had to get shit done and be something extra in the world. This is what we're taught. We're taught that we have to do something in order to be valuable. We are conditioned that we have to do it all. We can be mothers, wives, you know, seven-figure CEOs. We can do it all and stay a size four and still be a trad wife, traditional, trophy, whatever, or just the ultimate progressive mom who's like uber sex positive with her kids and is like totally cool and lets their kids do whatever and is like in the friend zone with their teens. 
You see what I'm saying? We've been taught that we have to do something in the world, especially as women, when what has been compromised as a result is our being. Motherhood is the most important role in the world, truly. There's nothing more nourishing than a woman who's in her feminine energy, regardless if she has biological children of her own or not. That doesn't necessarily make you a mother, right? I know a lot of women who have had biological children who don't really like their kids. I've seen it traveling all over the place. (laughs) You can tell kids are a burden. And I've seen incredible women who are so deeply, deeply integrated with their feminine energy and they don't have biological children. Those kids are exceptional because that woman knows her power. She knows the richness and the nourishment of her feminine energy and she's embodied with it. This is truly like, it's magic. But I say that because I had a lot of that conditioning myself where I felt like I had to do more, 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 more. And I've even run into it with aspects of super freak because there's so much that I quote unquote want to offer. And I'm literally a single person with a wonderful, small but mighty team. And I have to honor my energy. My body can't keep up with what's happening with me at spirit level right now. As a result, I've paid, I have paid the price and blown out my adrenals and we are in a recalibration period. So thank you for your patience. I'm definitely trying to stay consistent with what feels natural for me. That's why I do these podcasts literally from my bed. I'm not even set up on my microphone. I'm literally talking into my phone. <laughs> that is how I make these. But this topic has been on my mind too, because wholeness is a whole different experience. Oneness is a flash. You feel connected to two people in meditation. You have a deep, expansive experience and it's euphoric. And you're like, God, that's so awesome. You may feel like it's it's the people that you were with or you had an out, of, an out of body or just a super spiritual, deeply connected experience to everyone around you at a concert where you just felt deeply connected. That's a oneness experience. Wholeness is integrated. It's embodied and you know how to hold the resonance of wholeness longer because you are complete within yourself. Wholeness to me feels like you have done the work, baby. You're constantly in it. You're getting really familiar with identifying the patterns, clearing them in the body space, stepping them, you know, stepping into gratitude, rinse and repeat. You're really got a handle on the mechanics and it's an embodiment. You truly are becoming the master of your reality and you know you're creating in every single moment and you're in deep levels of trust with your highest self. So if you look at it like oneness is merging the emotional mental body, and then you move past that veil of forgetting and you're connected to your highest self. That's a oneness, that's singularity. Wholeness is you basically are operating within that relationship with you and your highest self. You're deeply in trust. And then where you go from there is infinite. You expand infinitely into There's an infinite number of me and every expanded timeline available to me. And my game now is just to see how quickly and how efficiently I can start rendering myself in these different realities to experience them in physicality without dropping the body off down the street. So my body space and modulating my body space and really honoring that is still an ongoing practice for me because my mind is sharp. My spirit is vast. And I just want to go. And my body is like, no, baby, it's not a sprint. It is literally a very long marathon. You have a very long time on this planet. Pace yourself. And I'm like, "Ah!" so it's a constant practice for me too. 
So if you're looking to experience more oneness on your way to wholeness, which is for me, the difference between moving away from individuality, a very me, me, me type of dynamic into more of a fundamental authenticity experience. That's a wholeness experience. When you're in your fundamental authenticity, people can feel it and no one can fuck with you. They just can't. You just attract the right people. You don't feel like you have to be in competition because you know who you are and you know what you offer. You know how you do it. You love what you do. You love who you are. You're tapped into who you are. You're tapped into self. There's no need for the me, me, me and the I and the lack and feeling like, you know, there only has to be one version of something. There's plenty available for everybody. And everyone has a very specific role in this simulation. And there's a lot of opportunity available for everybody. And that role evolves as you continue to hold the light of who you are, you know, more higher bandwidths of frequencies of who you are into the physical body space. Can happen in a very short period of time. And it also can feel really long too. I'm kind of an example of both of those things. I feel like I worked so long for so many decades and then all of a sudden it got smashed into like less than a year period where I just had this extraordinary growth and it took a little bit of a hit on my body, but it's all good. I signed up for it all and I'm doing what I can to take care of myself. And it's been a wonderful learning because I've softened a lot. If I was new to all of this and I wanted to experience more oneness, like I said, I would literally do a dopamine detox all the time. I would spend hours and hours on the weekends without my phone. I would see if you can turn off your phone for a weekend and just get deeply present with yourself and see how it feels when you can't check your phone, when you can't check social media, and you just have to hang out with yourself to see if you can move through the anxiety of what that feels like. Then I would go for a walk without my phone. I wouldn't listen for podcasts on my walk. I wouldn't make videos or content on my walks. I would just go on a walk and I would actively practice thanking nature around me, looking people in the eye, saying hello, just having gratitude in my heart. Even if you you don't want to look at people and say hello, walking with gratitude in my heart, thanking the experience that you have to be in a body to learn, thanking the trees, looking at nature and noticing the details around you just noticing it and seeing how deeply present you can get with your senses around you. That's how I'd start to connect to more oneness. Animals are a fantastic way to connect to oneness because they're always in it. They're just in the moment. They create incredible feedback loops for you. That's why I always surround myself with them because I love them so much and I need that feedback loop. I can't always see myself. So if I don't have a friend to drop in with, I will always be able to see where my energy is through animal feedback and animal communication. Listen to the birds, thank the birds. Maybe there's a local pond, maybe grab old bagels, buy old bagels from people or whatever. Go feed some ducks, (laughs) go connect with nature, go on a walk. But my point is move away from technology and, and harmonize yourself back into the frequency of nature. And it seems so simple, but let me tell you, I complicated things so much because I'm smart and I know that my intellect has gotten in the way at times. And when you want to move into oneness, you have to let go of the mind. You have to lose it. You got to lose the mental plane. You move beyond the veil, then you move beyond the construct of time. And don't worry, whatever, if you need to have high intellect, it will be available for you kind of on the other side, but it's not going to drive you. You know, you'll be able to keep it in check. I think we're afraid to lose something 
in order to get something else because of what we feel the, the mediocrity of it will be. But I can promise you that the more you let go, the more whole you feel. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care, question everything, be kind to yourself and others, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. And in the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.